Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. This is a bonus episode, Sam. Mm. You've you've called me down to London. It was an emergency. This, and I've jumped on a train for this emergency bonus episode. Two, two incidents now, like Top Flight Time Machine. You know, people get in, in touch on Twitter and occasionally go, oh, you guys have got inside my head because Ugh. I started shouting at my kid in a Roy Keane impression yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And you go, oh, fucking hell. I'm kind of flattered and weirded out, but glad we're making an impression. Yeah. Well, now I've realised it works both ways because things happen to me and I think I've got to tell Andy about this. It's the only way I can process it. <laughs> in a way, mate, I may have developed, and I've done this with other people in my life, um, codependency with you and oh, the Cunters. Okay. Because it's almost like a thing happens, and I yeah. don't feel like I've honoured it or processed it emotionally until I've shared it with you and, by extension, the so Cunter it's been community. Through the time machine filter sort of thing. So, two things happened yesterday. Well, one isn't, you know, one was just, uh, uh, I think it's one of the strongest emails we've had you know you've read yeah. it now because i alerted you to it um and I, I i i'll be honest i was reading it on the toilet and i and i was in the house on my own and i i lulled out loud out loud it was but it was a bog lull and it was amazing um <laughs> that's i'm just glancing at that there's so many great details there and i thought this will warrant this is almost like this could be a deep dive this story i found myself asking myself is this bullshit but then I looked well, at it and I thought, you couldn't make this up. You couldn't make it up. But we'll let the cunters decide. There might be people who hear it and think, this is t- too good to be true. Yeah. So we've got that to get through. Uh, sent, well, well, sent it I in. Think he has to be anonymous. Oh, fuck! <laughs> I'll beat that, that out. That's so funny. He says at the end, this is not a burner says, email. Yeah, very obviously not a burner email, so we'd really appreciate you not using it. Said his fucking name straight away. Okay, <clears throat> bleeped out. Apologies. Right. I hope I remember you got that. that out. And as I also alerted you to on Twitter, there was an incident at my kid's school. Again, she told me after I picked her up and um, I laughed so much, I just sort of thought, this is this needs some examination. <laughs> uh, you might actually think it's inconsequential because on reflection this morning, I thought, maybe it's not that. But to me, it, it was great. And lastly, that, that, so I called this emergency podcast. Yeah. But since I called it, I've had an incident this morning. Oh, my God. As well, of a... I suppose you could call it a Larry David type incident. Right. On my way here earlier. Well, which one do you want to go into first? I'll tell you about the incident this morning. Right. So, before coming here to meet you at our studio, I... I say our studio, the studio that we've stolen into today, I had to do a very early meeting at a book publisher's um, with an author. The author is called uh, Rutger Bregman. Do you know who that is? 
I've heard of his name, yeah. Yeah, so he's been viral a lot on the internet. He's a Dutch historian, and he is, and he's written a book called Utopia for Realists, and it came out a couple of years ago, but recently it's gone massive because he was the guy who turned up at Davos at the big billionaire summit oh, yeah. and told them all to pay their Schooled fucking taxes. All, yeah. yeah, I saw that. And yeah. then he turned up on Fox News <clears throat> with, what's he called, Carlson, Tucker Carlson? So- so yeah, something like that, yeah. And he had a go at him for saying that he was basically a millionaire being paid by billionaires to spread yeah. lies about immigration or something. Okay. Anyway, so, so he's a, he's so a firebrand. Yeah. He's a fucking firebrand, right? So he's written this book, and I went, I write for The Big Issue, right? And I, I, I do a column for him, occasionally do interviews for him. So I went, and they said, will you go and interview him about his big ideas? Anyway, I don't even know why I'm telling you all that. It's just funny it's, that I've found myself in this company. He's been on Twitter this morning kicking off because he was on This Week with Andrew Neil last night. First thing he talked to me about. Well, really, because he was saying it was such an amateurish setup. Well, it was sort of like there was parallels with spending time with you in as much as well? sometimes I arrive and it turns out that you're just off the back of taking on um, the elite, sometimes the elite or sometimes just cunts. Yeah on social media yeah, and you've yeah. been through it and then you sort of go yeah a bit 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 of trouble i've had a bit of trouble <laughs> and i kind of i'm a sounding board and i go it's all right they're all wankers ignore yeah. it and that's what i found myself doing with rutger bregman this morning he was oh, like you oh, i didn't know about it he was like oh right. i've been on i said how is it a nice early start what have you been doing and he went well i've done a few things I, I, he goes it's so weird the british media isn't it i said what do you mean by that and he went well i went on a show called this Can't week yesterday he goes and like three people ganged up on me and i said who were they andrew neil goes yeah that's one of them he said i can't remember who the other two are and i went was one a sort of big rubber faced sort of posh man he went yes and i said michael Potillo. Potillo. He went, yes i don't know who he is what's he barrett so i said basically he was an arch cunt in the 90s he was like the worst like the most right-wing Tory cunt and he was supposed to be next Prime Minister and it didn't work out so he reinvented himself as a fucking train enthusiast in pink trousers and now he sort of tricked everyone into thinking he's not that much of a cunt I said but the thing is he is a cunt and Rutger's like ah it makes sense now yeah. Yeah. Rutger Bregman by this stage is thinking who is this fucking cunt that the big issue have stuck me in a room with because yeah. he keeps swearing and I don't I can't quite follow what he's on about and he said oh okay yeah I often and, you know, get thrown in with these guys, and I don't really know who they are, but they really ganged up on me, and they didn't want to listen at all. They just wanted to attack me, and I was like, all right. Well, Anyway, before all that, I turned up at the publishers, fancy mm. publisher in the West End, all kind of oak panel bookshelves and yeah. blah, blah. I walk into the reception, it's very early, and I ask for the person, the publicist, who is supposed to be setting, who's supposed to be meeting me and putting me in the room and setting yeah. up the interview. She was the one who set up the whole thing. So I go, and I go, morning, and it's a young bloke. Right. And he goes, yes. Already I'm like, bit of a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of looked, he was sitting in this very grandiose oak panelled room on a, a huge desk. It was like the Oval Office. Yeah. Um, but with a Bluetooth headset on answering oh, the phones, right? Hell. And I'm thinking, this cunt. He's looked down his nose at me. I mean, yeah. obviously, I've got a chip on my shoulder, so... But I thought, what's his fucking problem? Because this, this is a posh kind of literary publisher, and he, he, he thinks he thinks that he's better than the average person. Does he think you've come here to try and get some free books? That's what he probably thought. So, anyway, I go... I said, morning! Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't know if, if most of the people going through this posh place don't have the same joie de vie. Or and, uh, yeah, and cheeky chop 
cockney chirpiness yeah. that I carry yeah. with me everywhere I go, yeah. and maybe that's what wrong-footed him. I don't know. Morning, Squire. If he'd had an apple on his desk, you know what I'd have done? Picked it up, bounced it off my arm, <laughs> caught it, taken a bite, and then give it back to him and go, go on, mate, I'm only mucking about like that. He didn't have an apple on his desk. But that's the way I like to come off. I was in a good mood. It was Friday. He yeah. might have thought you'd come to deliver toilet rolls or something. I don't, yeah, possibly. He goes, yes. And I said, he was young. And I went, I'm here to see, and I said the name, right? And I gave the full name, and he went, I said, I'm here to interview one of your authors. Oh, yeah, that was it. I said, I, I'm here to interview one of your authors. I'm here to see, I think the name's Kate. And he just stared back at me <laughs> and shrugged, as if to say, what am I supposed to do with that? So I went, okay, hang on a minute. And I had to get my laptop out and look at my email to check what her name was. And yep. I gave the full name. And he just said, fine. And he typed something in. He didn't pick up the phone. He typed something in. Right. And this is something I've noticed about millennials. They don't like speaking on the phone. Everything's done by f uh, email or text or WhatsApp. Yeah, that's what it is. And we'll get on to his anxiety, right? Because that became an issue later in this exchange. Right? This is going to be a two-part episode, isn't it? And I go, oh, and the other name I've got here, something weird he hasn't picked up the phone, he's just tapped something on the computer. I go, the other name I've got here is Emma. And he, this is what he did. He shrugged and he made this noise. <laughs> and I went, what's funny about that? And he went, I was still smiling at this stage, and he went, Emma is the most common name we have in this building. There is no way... What does that say I about can the publishing industry? Uh, yeah, I can find an Emma if you don't have a surname. Like, I'm the cunt. Yeah. So I go, oh, okay. You know, I've got any Demi Lees. And I go, okay, fine. Look, where's your toilet? Because while you're sorting that out, I'm going to go for a... Well, I didn't tell him. But anyway, I went off. And while I was there having a piss, I started winding myself up. I was thinking, that bloke's a fucking cunt. <laughs> right, I've told him I'm here to interview one of one of his authors. Yeah. He should be able to work out, therefore, that he should be called in the publicity department. And how many fucking Emmas can there be in one department, mm. right? So I come back, and this is what happens. I walk back in, still trying to be my chirpy self. And I go, any luck? And he went, pardon? And I went, any luck? And he went, luck with what? And I said... Well, what do you think? And he said, I don't know what you're referring to. And I said, have you had any luck with finding the people I'm here to see? And he said, well, if you mean have I emailed them to tell them that you're here? Yes, I have. Emailed them? And so I said, I did. This is one that my mum used to always do when people were cunts. When I was a kid, so I picked up and I said, excuse me, have I done something to upset you? Right. Turn it round on them. Yeah. And he went, I've no idea what you mean by that. And I said, well, you seem a bit upset or annoyed, like I'm being a bit of an inconvenience. I'm sorry. It's just that I was supposed to meet someone here at nine o'clock and I don't want to be for them to think that I'm late. He said, I've done everything that you've asked me to do. I can't imagine why I might have offended you. I said, oh, hang on a minute. I didn't say that I offended you. I said that I thought I'd upset you because from the moment I've walked in, you seemed a little bit like I've been an annoyance to you. And he said... I have done everything asked of me. And I said, well, you haven't picked up the phone to find these people. He said, you were very unclear about who it was. I have emailed them. They don't have phone lines. And I said, plus this Emma character, I said, you must be able to work out that I am a journalist here to meet that someone, an author. So it's probably the publicity department. He goes, there are three publicity departments. I've emailed wow. them. 
he said, and uh, you're actually being very confrontational. And I said, listen, ah. mate, I said, this isn't me. I don't go around doing this to people. I just don't understand why you're acting like this. And he went, you don't go around acting like this with other people. I said, no. He went, well, I'm surprised because you've been confrontational from the moment you walked in. <laughs> he was young, real, sort of slightly hipsterish, very posh. Yeah. And I went, this is unbelievable. And then I went, I go to quite... By this stage, other people are walking into the room, sticking their head round the corner and then going away again. They fucking know. They've come to have a look, right? They can see I'm fucking serious business. They know what he's like as I'm well. I'm like this. Fucking yeah. come on in if you want some as well, cunt. I started off nice <laughs> and you fucking threw it in my face. So now, Mr. Cunt's turned up. <laughs> it wasn't like that, but that's, you know. And I've gone... I just... And I was like... I said, when I, I said, I go to a lot of different offices, right? I said, and when I come into reception, usually someone doesn't wait for me to speak before saying hello, right? They say, hello, can I help you? Yeah. I said, then they assist me, even if I don't know the full details of the person I'm seeing, right? Yeah. And they just seem to want to help. I said, it's but, kind of their job. I said, but you don't want to, you don't seem to want to do that. And I said, when I came back in and said, what, well, any luck? I said, I felt you were a bit facetious. He went, what do you mean? And I said, well, I said any luck. And you said, luck with what? I said, you know what I meant? He went, I literally had no idea what you meant by that. And I said, you don't know what I mean by any luck. He goes, any luck with what? I mean, I didn't know what luck had to do with it. When he said that, I thought, okay. And I don't mean this in a, like, a mocking way. But when he said, I didn't understand what luck had to do with any of it, I thought, maybe this guy is a bit, you know, touched in the nut <laughs> I don't know if that's the phrase that is acceptable these days it's, it's there I think yeah I thought maybe he's out where the buses don't run or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. because it was a little bit rain manny to say that right. and I said whoa, whoa, whoa hang on a minute are you telling me that you literally didn't know the meaning of the phrase any luck and he went I know what any luck means, but I don't see how it's relevant to what I was supposed to Is be doing. Is this result spot that's been put in it a was like this. And I went, I cannot believe this. And then I went, I tell you what, mate, all I'm telling you, right, is the way that you come across. I said, now you can take that or you can leave it. I said, but this is how you come across. You work on reception. You're the face of this company when people come in. I said, these are not, not this is, you've not made me feel welcome in the least, right? And he went, and uh, he went, well, anyway, I'm not actually a receptionist. I'm just filling in something. I went, oh, I see. I see. I see what's going on here. And he went, what do you mean? I said, oh, I'm not a receptionist. I'm more important than that. I'm, a, I'm a, an actor between yeah. jobs. You fucking cunt. I went, fuck me. All right, do you know what? Forget the whole thing. At this stage, the um, woman came in and I said, she went, oh, are you Sam? I went, yeah. And I went, okay. She went, yeah. I went, have you got a phone number in this building? She went, sorry. I said, have you got a phone number in this building? Right, because he had said she doesn't have a phone yeah. number. That was why she went. And I thought, here's where he gets made into a cunt. Yeah. Right? And she went, Actually, no, I don't. Oh. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go! And fucking Rooker Bregman, this fucking intellectual's there looking at me, and I go, hello, mate. Oh, sorry, I've just had a massive row with that receptionist. And the receptionist is just looking back at me, he's fucking baffled. But I, I, that's not me, Andy. I don't go around fucking having rows with people. Not these days, anyway. I used to when I was younger a bit. I, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, 
The reason I'm sharing it is cathartic and over to you. Is this a case of Delaney the cunt, as you have said so many of my stories yeah. are in life, or is this in fact Delaney has been just is, is, is justifiably upset? The only thing you did or didn't do, which I would have done, would have been to go in armed with the full name of the person I was supposed to be meeting. Hang on. I gave him the. I was given two names. Yeah. One was a full name, which right. I gave him, and he emailed. Did you emailed not see you had to get your laptop out to get that? Name yes, up? I said, "Hang on a minute, I'm just. I'm here to interview Bregman." He went, and he just looked yeah. back at me and sort of shrugged, like he didn't know who that was, which reflects really bad on the company because he's one of their big offers, right? Yeah. And I go, "Oh, I thought you'd know," because I thought maybe they'd told him we've got someone coming to interview Rutger Bregman. They've got uh, three publicity departments. I know. They tell him. So, so then I get, I go, "Hang on a minute, I'll give you the full name." I get the laptop out yeah. and say, "This is the name." That's fine. Then yeah. he sends the email, and then when I can see he's not going to do anything else, I say, "Oh, hang on." On this email, it says, "If I'm not around, ask for Emma." Right. And that was when he went, <laughs> the, "They're all Emma's. Emma's. Everyone's Emma here, you cunt." <laughs> <laughs> no, fucking Emma no, you're, you're not the cunt in this situation Sam but he's maybe not the cunt because by the end I thought this is the baby of someone who might be a bit bonkers on in the, the nut on the spectrum you think on the spectrum that's the phrase yeah bit spectrum-y mm. and I nearly said it and I thought no that'll be really rude then I will be the cunt yeah but at one stage I did notice his bo bottom lip going a little bit and I thought right the last thing I need is for him to be crying when Rutger Bergman turns in mm. well Rutger Bergman's this guy who's like got this radical left wing way to save the world right which is about taxing the rich and giving everyone every citizen rich poor or otherwise a £12,000 basic income Okay. and he's got a load of science behind why that would make life better for all of us right but we're going to have to do this eventually because the robots are going to take over. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. Uh, and then there's loads of other reasons as well. And, you know, he makes a good case for it. Is but it a good it, book? It is good, yeah. Right. I can recommend it. And he's, he's com you know, you might not agree with everything in there, but it's certainly a challenge. It's challenging, but also he doesn't write it all boring. He's like, he writes it in a funny way. He's got, he's an academic who writes like... Like like Poochie the dog from he, the episode of The Simpsons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Rubbery. <laughs> Keeps going on about a lot of things being rubbery, but whatever. And uh, Ross Edges. And he goes, uh, but I thought, you know, this is not, I'd read the book, I thought he's a nice, compassionate, loving man who believes in the power of humanity to overcome mm. all. And I thought, if he turns up and I'm fucking looming over this young receptionist and he's fucking throat. crying, yeah. then he's going to get things off to a bad start. So I hope, luckily, the bloke... You're representing the big issue. I know, that's what makes it even funnier. <laughs> I've just beaten up the receptionist. Anyway, can someone make me a fucking cup of tea? I'm gasping after all that beating. You don't fuck with a big issue. <laughs> right, and you tell all your other fucking authors and everyone else who wants to know, this is how we fucking operate at the BI. <laughs> them homeless people who sell the mags, who do you think put them there? <laughs> yeah, that was it, actually. We all started as bailiffs. We were doing so many evictions. In the end, we had an army of homeless people. We didn't know what to do. We thought, how can we monetise this? Let's start a fucking magazine about them. Get the cunts to sell it in the middle of the road. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. They sell it themselves, the daft bastards. And of course, if we stop having homeless, then we go out of business, don't we? <laughs> Let's just draw a line under that before you jeopardise your future relationship with the big issue, yeah. Sam. 
No, I think they're well aware that I'm a cunt at the big issue. Okay. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Right. Should we, I'll quickly tell you in shorter form because... In light of the, the <laughs> dramatic morning I've had, it seems... Well, in short, no, you were not the cunt. Oh, good. Thanks, Andy. That means a lot. Right, I've processed that now. Good. I picked up my daughter from school. I'm glad I came all the way from Sunderland to London for this. For, I picked up my daughter from school yesterday. She'd had three days off ill, right? And she'd gone back into school to catch up, and I go, what's been going on? Mm. And she's like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> And her mate's in the back, and her mate goes, well, I'll just tell you the simple version. A dog got into the skull. Yes. Now, everyone knows that's great. So yeah. I'm like, brilliant. Andy, I pulled over and stopped the engine. They were in the back of the car because I thought, I want to fucking get the full lowdown yeah. on this. I was just going to say, did you pull over? I said, where did the dog come from? I undid my seatbelt. I turned around to him in the back. <laughs> fucking hell, it gets better. The dog had escaped from a vet in Putney. Fuck. And had been on the run for almost a week. Whoa! They'd heard in advance that there was a stray dog on the run from a vet, right, and it was behaving in a volatile manner. Shit. Suddenly, the dog comes in the school, about two miles down from where it's escaped, right? Yeah. It's just been rogue. It comes in the school... Like and a it's, big issue and seller. It, and it starts behaving in a volatile way, right? And so everyone's fucking running around shitting themselves in school. It's brilliant, basically, because all bets are off, right? You don't have to go... To the ah! That's the dog! That's the fucking dog, right? Anyway... The it's head, the volatile dog! The head of year, who I find a peculiar person anyway, I don't okay. know him that well, but suffice to say, I've heard that he walks his cat on a lead, right? So... Red flag. Anyway. Sorry, you're on conclusion. Yeah. Alarm bells. Right. He's fucking run out into the chaos. The kids are all shitting themselves because this notorious local... like Bigfoot's turned up, right? He's fucking panicked and thought, everyone back away. I will deal with this. So he tried to capture the dog. Oh, he yeah. ran up. He chased the dog. You can imagine how much fun the kids are having. Yeah. All these kids are watching ahead of year chase a fucking stray dog around the field. Impossible. He caught it. Oh. He tried to pick it up. Fuck knows what his next... I don't mean... I mean, it was one of those things he didn't know what he was going to do once he caught it. Yeah. He caught it, picked it up. Dog fucking bit him on the hand. <laughs> the head of the year. <laughs> and then escaped and fucked off. <laughs> and everyone's like this. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> and it hasn't been thrown since? No, it's still, still, at, large. It's still, on, it's still at large. It's still Excellent. at large. I'm hoping to come across him. He's my hero. Yeah. 
the little tour ball but was some... you, my son was in the car so my daughter's 11 this all happened at a secondary school right yeah. and it just sounded the most exciting thing my son <laughs> who's still at primary school he's seven he's in the back he, I'm thinking, I wonder how, what he's going to say about all this. After a pause, I've been laughing for ages. He said to my to my daughter's mate, what subspecies was the dog? <laughs> I went, subspecies? What do you mean? Do you know what he meant? Breed. Yeah. But in his mind, he thinks, maybe it's right. He thinks that there is a dog is the breed. And species like, dog. Species dog. Subspecies Labrador. Yeah. <laughs> he just went deadly seriously. What subspecies was the dog? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with it. Actually, I do want to know now. Um, so, anyway, I was tremendously excited about that. And hopefully this dog will stay on the loose because I like animals that confound authority. I know there's call in America for um, schools to be armed. But you would think that at the very least they would have tranquilizer guns yeah. in all or schools worldwide. Dog traps. Yeah. A dog trap would be a box with, with a, 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 a lid held up by a stick <laughs> and there's a load of meat, a big juicy steak at the back of yeah. the box. Dog walks in, knocks the stick, door goes down, bingo, Cut, send it back to the vet. In fact, I might go and offer that. I might build one and take it down to school and charge them for it. Yeah, do that. I'll pose, I'll masquerade as a dog catcher. Oh, I'm a local dog catcher. I've had trouble with a dog coming around and biting your end of year. I'm a travelling dog catcher. And they go, I read on the internet. Aren't you, Mr. Delaney? <laughs> You're one of the fathers of the year sevens. No, I'm pretty sure this Mr. Delaney you speak of doesn't have a nice big bushy moustache like this one. Well, he sounds like a lovely fella. <laughs> I've, uh, I travel the land catching dogs. <laughs> It may be that you are putting the safety not only of your staff but also your student body at risk by not having a man like me operate on the premises until said dog is captured. I have been seen CBT checked and all that stuff. I'm not a nonce if that's what you are suspecting. <laughs> that's not what this is about. I'm genuinely here to catch a dog. In my bag, I simply have a steak, a large box and a stick. These are the tools of my trade. <laughs> Red hot content. Now, let's get down to this fucking email. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... From an anonymous yeah. contributor, an anonymous cunter. So I'm wearily trying to catch up on the cunter emails, because, as we've discussed before, 99% shit. Hmm. But it's moments like this where you realise it's worth fucking wading through the shit yeah. to find this diamond. Hi guys, love the podcast. I only heard three or four weeks ago, smashed every episode. Blah blah blah. I have a sex veil story that I thought would suit. Try to make it shorter possible. At this stage I'm looking at me, it's a fair few paragraphs, mate. Yeah. Better be fucking good, and I'm already like a bit of shit. I probably would have ignored it. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't. About eight years ago, when I was a young single guy, I was out in a different town. Ooh. I pulled a girl in a bar who asked me the question everyone wants to hear. Fancy coming back to mine? No hesitation, I nodded and we left. We walked back to hers when, at the front door, she proceeded to tell me this wasn't where she lived. She was staying at her dad's for the weekend. Ooh, worrying. Hmm. No problem, I thought. Wow, I thought, good, brave, brave bloke, because I would have bottled it. Uh, no problem. We make our way to the living room, where there's about five or six guys smoking weed and watching TV. Uh, oh, no, I know those guys. Warning signs. I know those fucking guys. 
fucking five or six guys sitting around on a Saturday night smoking weed and watching TV. <laughs> We've been those guys. Although, although I was definitely older than these guys, they are what I'd describe as bigger boys. Brackets <laughs> fancy themselves as hard men. Oh, this is a nightmare. I'd have been really intimidated. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're there with this burden and you just think you're going back to immediately have it off with and suddenly there's like five or six rough lads being intimidating and smoking yeah. weed and you're like, oh, all right, lads. Send it to some kind of console game where various tasks have to be yeah. achieved. I said, hi. Then asked my new missus where her room was. <laughs> To my disbelief, she pointed at a single mattress in the corner of the living room. She then told me to get comfy as she was going to get ready. What, the same room that the guys are in? This is the weird bit that remains unexplained. Like, was she... And she said she's going to get ready. I don't know what that means. Maybe have a little wash to spruce up and put on her fancy undies. Who knows? Um, And he's like, still there? I would have said, hang on, what? Are you proposing that we have it off in the corner of this room while these cunts, like, watch telly? Anyway, he doesn't really explain that bit, but it's the first super weird bit of the email. Um, So a few minutes passed by, no sign of her. So I was having to engage with the bigger boys. They asked me what I wanted to watch. (laughs) Right, this is the, the second best bit of the whole email. So there's all these rough lads. They're looking at me in a bit weird. This bloke who's come back. It's unexplained who they are and how what their relationship is to this bird. But suddenly they've gone, what do you want to watch? Which to me sounds like a big Power power play. In a panic, I thought of the first film that came to my head. (laughs) (laughs) Not in Hill. (laughs) (laughs) All right, lads. All right, mate, want to take on that? Yeah, sure, I smoke weed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite a nice setup you got here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you want to watch something? Yeah, all right, fine. What do you want to watch? Nine L? You got Nine L? I just love you, Grant. <laughs> what a fucking hell. How did, how did he come out with that? To my amazement, they had it and they put it on. <laughs> Yeah, no problem, yeah, no problem, mate. Yeah, we got it. We, we watched it a couple of days ago, but we watch it again. Steve, put on Notting Hill. <laughs> <laughs> put on Notting Hill, I said. He's a guest. Oh, God. Right, so he's it. No longer, no sooner had Hugh Grant started talking, the leader of the bigger boys asked me what my intentions were with the girl I'd come back with. Trying to impress, I said, simple, really. Get in, get out, never see her again. Oh, Why did you say that? You don't know who these blokes are. Jeez, and there's six of them. Horrible man, I know, but it was different times. Imagine my horror when when the leader told me she was his sister. Imagine that. Fuck oh, yeah. What are your intentions with her? Simple, mate. Get in, get out, never see her again. Oh, really? She's my fucking sister. Fucking You're not hell. done yourself many favours. Desperately trying to backtrack, I was saved by her coming back into the room, but she was admittedly a little worse for wear. From her state and my interaction with her brother, there was no way anything was on the cards. Yeah, and the fact that the mattress is in the corner of the fucking room. I decided to tell everyone I was leaving, but the moment I stood up, the alcohol kicked in and I immediately threw up in my mouth. (laughs) I ran out the front door and started throwing up all over their front garden. The bigger boy saw me out of the window and the leader yelled, Leg him! (laughs) Leg him! I don't know what leg him is. Does that mean chase him or kick his head in? 
So, so but the boys, they were all right with him. He turned up with the bird. Yeah, they were all right. Yeah. He asked for Notting Hill. They that were all right. They asked what his intentions were. He said to fuck her and then fuck off. They, they were, were still all right. right. But then he threw it he with threw the, the right garden. <laughs> kick his head in. <laughs> I don't understand. They had a weird criteria, these blokes. A chase ensued, and luckily I managed to get away from them. Unfortunately for me, I was in a village I didn't know. No battery and no idea where I was. I was now a stray man. Oh! Yes, he puts in the fucking... That's what's so great about this email. It segues from terrible sex fail to stray man. After what seemed like an hour of wandering around, I stumbled across an obviously closed Morrison's. There was no clear sleeping points good term that sleeping point yeah. right where are my sleeping points yeah. I think that's an SAS term isn't it must be um, so I settled in the trolley loading bit <laughs> oh, where's the trolley, the trolley loading bit I think that's that bit where you know when you're in the car oh, the park shelter and they've got all the trolleys in them yeah right got yeah. it yeah. he's identified that as a potential sleeping good. point roof. Yeah. good um, this is fucking brilliant, though, right? This is such great, s- skilled stray manning. There was no clear street sleeping point, so I settled in the trolley loading bit, got cosy in the corner, and pulled a few trolleys close to me. <laughs> that's <laughs> the best warmth. bit. <laughs> that's the only bit that's better than him asking for Notting Hill, is that he uses trolleys as his blanket. <laughs> Why are metal trolleys? That is, this is why this Shelter bloke is the, the best elements. stray man we've had. This is good. I did no blanket, so I just pulled a load of fucking trolleys over me, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> they'll do. They'll keep me nice and warm. After what was probably a couple of hours sleep, I woke up to sound of parking cars. I walked into Morrison's and sheepishly asked the customer service team if I could use the phone to call my mum. I was 24 at the time. My mum being the hero she is, she drove a 30-minute journey very early on a Sunday morning to come and get her adult son, who'd been asleep in a Morrison's trolley house, sick all down his shirt. I've never had a better shower than that glorious Sunday morning back at home. Love the, love the pod, boys. Very obviously not a burner email. Really appreciate it. You said his initials there. I'm going to have to bleed them out as well. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just thought, when I read it, I thought, I can't wait till Monday to get this email (laughs) off my chest. Notting Hill, the mattress in the corner. The trolleys. The big... I mean, he had me just at the point of him walking into the room. That moment where you think you're onto one thing and it turns out to be another thing. So you walk in with this girl thinking, this is great. I can't believe it. It's, It's too good to be true. I pulled her so easily. And then you walk in to be confronted by six intimidating lads all smoking weed and eyeing you up and then to make matters worse you ask if you can watch Notting Hill with them I need to know more about the girl and the whole chat up scenario and her saying are you going to come back to mine because was did she use him as bait was the idea <laughs> yes that they, that's what they, I would have thought six guys wanted a, a, a victim to be brought back take him um, you know like in Pulp Fiction with his life there. where he goes Zed the spider's caught a fly. Yeah. It's like one of those situations. Or did they want his kidney? That's often a thing. Maybe. Like she, they go, right, you go out, pull a butt blow, an idiot, bring him back, and we will, once you've got him in the house, we will put on Notting Hill to distract him. Yeah. <laughs> and then just so you get into the good bit, um, where Elvis Costello's doing she and Hugh Grant's walking along through the market and the seasons change. Best bit. I've never seen it. Whack him. We'll whack him over the head mm. with a sock full of gravel and then we'll whip out his kidney. his kidney. Stitch him up all nice, but then send him on his way and he's not going to say anything to anyone because of the embarrassment. When he wakes up, he'll be under a load of trolleys in Morrison's yeah. car park. 
yeah, yeah basically so. what we're saying is we want a, a prequel we want the Phantom Menace of this story it's I would say it's fair to say one of our all time favourites it's a good it's up there definitely yeah, but so we need more. We need. We want. Pre- it's worth more. We want a prequel, please. Thank you so much. And you should be honoured because it's the first emergent. It's the first email that's triggered an emergency <laughs> top flight time machine bulletin. These are the times we're living in, though, isn't it? Yeah, we're living from day to day at the minute. So twenty-four rolling news agenda, and people need to stay up to speed with these things. You need to stay informed. Yeah. All right, that's it then. I reckon for our bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. I'll go back to Sunderland now. Yeah, see you, mate. Thanks Cheers. for coming down for that. I think you'll, I think you'll agree it was worth it. Definitely. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.